Jason here. Welcome to Schools Zion ID. Today's episode is titled Second Coming Reciprocity, How It Works. There's a series of scriptures that do a good job of explaining the who, what, where, why, and how of pre-second coming phenomena. We're talking specifically about how and why the Lord intends to cleanse evil in advance um, of his millennial reign. The Lord has big plans in store to replace the unsustainable institutions and governments that rule over modern Israel. And from this, he also plans to transform people um, who currently make a mockery of his law. When describing the downfall of modern Babylon, the Lord introduces the reality of this thing called reciprocity. Listen to the words of John in Revelation chapter 18, verse 6. It says, Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. Reciprocity is defined as a mutual exchange. It offers a response based on the behavior of others. Well, preceding verses here... Um, in the book of Revelation chapter 18, give us additional context. Let's start in verse 1. It says, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. And then comes verse 6, the reciprocity. Reward her is the command, even as she rewarded you. Double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. Obviously, there will be consequences. And there's going to be a changing of the guard in store for the immoral and the inefficient society of Babylon. Well, for further insight into the reciprocity of punishment, let's read Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 29. It says, Call together the archers against Babylon. All ye that bend the bow, camp against it round about. Let none thereof escape. Recompense her according to her work. There it is, reciprocity. According to all that she hath done, do unto her. For she hath been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. So you can hear that language, right? The Lord makes very clear where he stands uh, in verse 31. Behold, I am against thee. O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts, for thy day is come, the time that I will visit thee. 
So how exactly is this destruction of Babylon going to occur? Well, first, the Lord will pardon his penitent and repentant people who have gotten caught up in the ways of the world. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 20 doesn't say that Israel is perfect, but instead it says, In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none, and the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. Well, after pardoning Israel and Judah, then the Lord will begin to utilize Israel in new ways. In verse in chapter 51 of Jeremiah, verse 6, it says, Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Again, reciprocity. Um, Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Thou, and he's talking about Israel, art my battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy kingdoms. So those are, that's very interesting language. As Israel heeds the command to flee Babylon, the Lord will utilize Israel as his battle axe and his weapon of war to break in pieces the nations. So how is that going to happen? Well, in chapter 51 of Jeremiah, verse 24, it says, And I will render unto Babylon all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight saith the Lord. The emphasis here is on those words, in your sight. Think about the experiences that you personally have had thrust upon you by society, right? Some of our sins are individual, but some probably can be blamed on Babylon as a society. Things such as pain, suffering, pressure, disease, crime, abuse, failures, unfairness, and on and on and on. Perhaps there's a deeper reason for each of us experiencing these kinds of trials. Perhaps it's necessary to stand as a witness against Babylon, which gives the Lord legal license for her destruction. Right? All of it is based upon the evil that has been inflicted, quote-unquote, in your sight. So, faith. Let's talk about faith for a second. Faith is a way of life that layers spiritual meaning or spiritual mental exertion on top of your actions. You know, some people just mindlessly go through life without thinking about what they're doing. Well, that's not faithful. Um, the example of faith is to utilize mental exertion in conjunction with your actions. Okay, so what is the Lord asking us to do here when it comes to pre-second coming destruction of Babylon? 
are we supposed to distinguish the evil um, and categorize it with Babylon and have the good of our lives be associated with Zion? Yes, we are. The good of Zion leads to blessings and the evil of Babylon leads to reciprocal punishment. And it's even more than one for one, isn't it? It's reward unto her double for what she has done unto you. So when we internalize that and we try and grasp what the Lord is asking us to do, um, you know, I think we begin to see that our prayers might need to include some of these things in them. In Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 35, it says, The violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon, shall the inhabitant of Zion say. Okay? So that's what we're supposed to say. We're supposed to see it, see things as they really are. We're supposed to experience it. And we're supposed to speak out against it in order to legitimize Babylon's reciprocal punishment. Again, I'll repeat what we just read from Jeremiah 51.35. The violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon, shall the inhabitant of Zion say. That is what we're supposed to say. In verse 36, it says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will plead thy cause and take vengeance for thee, and I will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. Jeremiah 51 verse 29, it says, And the land shall tremble and sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. God's commandment is short and sweet. Chapter 51, verse 45, My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. Um, it's at this point in Jeremiah's description that those spoilers from the north come on the scene. We discussed these spoilers from the north in a previous Zion ID episode. Verse 48 says, Then the heaven and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for Babylon. For the spoilers shall come unto her from the north, saith the Lord. Okay? And I won't read any more of the spoilers. Go revisit that episode. So yeah, the emphasis here is that um, the inhabitants of Zion are supposed to make that distinction that all of the pain, all of the violence, all the negative things that are done unto you be upon Babylon. And then we learn that the Lord will plead thy cause and take vengeance for thee. Okay? A final question to consider. Verse 23. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How has Babylon become a desolation among the nations? The answer in verse 25. The Lord hath opened his armory and hath brought forth the weapons of his indignation. We learned earlier that Israel 
are is the Lord's weapon of war. For this is the work of the Lord God of hosts. Verse 33, and, I, and this is chapter 50. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together, and all that took them captives held them fast. They refused to let them go. Verse 34, but their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name, and he shall thoroughly plead their cause, that he may give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. Verse 40, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities thereof, saith the Lord, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell therein. Behold, a people shall come from the north, and a great nation, and many kings shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. They shall hold the bow and the lance. They are cruel and will not show mercy. And this is talking about showing mercy on Babylon. Their voice shall roar like the sea, and they shall ride upon horses, everyone put in array like a man to the battle against thee, O daughter of Babylon. So our negative experiences in this life are meant to be a witness. We know that there's opposition in all things. Well, the things that we have suffered are of consequence. These are the things that we will all stand as a witness to dictate Babylon's reciprocal punishment, even double for all that she has done. So maybe it was necessary for you to feel the anguish of loss, to feel defeat. Um, maybe it was necessary for you to suffer um, when you did as a righteous witness against society on the road towards something better, something much better. This is the transition from Babylon to Zion that we're talking about. So declare it. Declare it in your prayers. Put it on God's altar and see what he does with it. See what he will do with you. Um, let there be no question whose side you're on. Let the Lord know in prayer exactly where you stand based on the perceptions and the beliefs and the truths that you apply to your own experiences. Visualize these experiences, uh, both positive and negative ones. Okay, I think a lot of the times we focus on the positive and we express gratitude, but we can also pray about the negative experiences that we've endured, the suffering, the trials, and we can certainly put those on the Lord's altar um, to count, to speak out against Babylon, okay? Um, these become, these visual images can even become symbols. We pray with words, we pray with thoughts, well, we can also include living symbology in our prayers that carries even deeper meanings. That is the kind of mental exertion that's required for a man or a woman of faith. Um, that seems to be what the Lord expects of Zion in the process of transitioning away from Babylon, leaving Babylon behind, 
and beginning to establish the Lord's kingdom, Zion, a people of one heart and one mind with no poor among them, a people who dwell in righteousness.